You're listening to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Polisino, and today we're here with Basketball Down Under, also known as Michael. Yes, yes brother. Yes, sir. We're, we're <laughs> in a bit of a different uh, setting, I would say. We are. Uh, we're in the park. Beautiful we, weather, though. I reckon we might embarrass ourselves a little bit. I'm all for it. I am all for it. Well, I, I want to get straight into um, a, a lineup challenge. Okay, okay. Straight into the deep end, brother. That right? is right all in t- the deep end. All-time teams, you can draft first. All-time teams? Well, Jordan. All right, so you think Jordan's the goat. Jordan right? is the uh, goat. All right, I'll take the other goat, LeBron. All right, I'm going to take... I'll take... Who are you going to take? Um... We'll take Shaq. Oh. Shaq at the five. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I'll take Kobe. I'll take Kobe. Okay, okay. I like that start. That's a good start. I reckon I'm going to go at the one. Bit controversial, but Steph Curry. Oh, is he too small? Nah, he'll shoot over the top of anyone. Offense over defense all days. All right. Um, well, I'll match that then, and I'll go with Magic Johnson. Okay, the size. That's the what size. I thought you were going yeah, for. Yeah. But right. My team can't shoot, by the way. That's that's. It's got Kobe, but yeah. Yeah. Look, prime prime. Um, LeBron was hitting some shots every now and then. Yeah. Um, I reckon at the four, I'm going Timmy Duncan. Oh. Take the goat at power forward. That's tough. Um, so I do need some shooting. A shooting big. I'll probably go with Dirk. Dirk, I like that man. The German Jesus, the German Jesus with it. What have I got? I've got a small forward. I'll take KD. Oh, KD can match up with LeBron. Why yeah. not? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll take that. I thought you were going to go with Kawhi. Oh, no, like, I hate Kawhi, man. Yeah, yeah, I hate Kawhi. Kawhi. Load management. He won't play. <laughs> he won't play. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so I need a center. I'll go Kareem then. Yo. Yeah, that's a that's a fight, oh, man. That's tough. That is tough. That's a tough lineup. So who's winning that? Let us know in the comments. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, how about if we do a World Cup lineup now? Ooh. But it's only players Ooh. in the World Cup and their performance. Okay. I'll draft first. All right. Let us lead us off here. Because you, you had the last one. I'll go with Shay. Shay, Shay was nice for Canada. All right, I'm gonna take Luca at the what, number one. I'll pl- I'm playing him at the one as well. All right, all right for uh, Slovenia. Yes, um, yes. Okay, well Germany won the whole thing. See, is Schroeder too small? I, I'm, you know what? I'll take Giddy. I know we didn't get through. Giddy had a lot of turnovers, yep. right? But I'll just still take him anyway. Defensive liability. That's all I am saying. <laughs> Luca on Giddy, it's game over. Ooh. Um, I've got a few smoky players, but I reckon I can get them later rounds. So you're good at Ooh. this because you actually watched all the games. I know. I've watched too much FIBA that it's just all going past me right now. Um... What are we thinking? Uh, thinking bigs, but I reckon I need to get something earlier on. So who did you take as your second, did you say? Yeah, I took You, took, Schro- you took Giddy. Okay, you didn't take Schroeder. Okay. I'm taking Franz Wagner. He was a bucket oh, for Germany. No. He was performing big time. He's not like now, that. I've got to think, like Evan Fournier, right? He's oh. been very good every single World Cup, though. Not Yuck. in this one, though. Yeah. Um... I gotta look for like a, a small forward. Franz Wagner was such a good pick. Um, <laughs> Took me a while to think of that one as well. Uh, 
It's not easy thinking yeah, off the top of the head. Some options. You know what? I'll play Giddy at the three, okay. and I'll put Dennis Schroeder at the one. Ooh. And who was your first pick? Shay. It's kind of right, small. Right. It's small. Yep. But... Okay. Okay. Um. So we got my one in Luca. My two. Who was my second pick? Jeez, I'm forgetting already. Franz oh, at the yeah, Franz at the three. Oh. That's tough. Uh, Honestly, you know who performed for Brazil? Yeah. Was Bruno Cabaclo at the four. Okay. Two years away from being two years away. His whole career. Bum. But FIBA was fantastic. <laughs> um, Random player. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably go like... <gasps> oh, you've probably got one, don't you? I've got one good now. Um, I'll probably go like Dylan Brooks. Oh no, that's who I was gonna grab. I'll go Dylan Brooks at the four. Oh <laughs> my god, the most hated player at the four. My lineup is so small. Yo, that's crazy. I know who I've got at the five, but I know you're not gonna take him, so I'm gonna wait. I need a shooter at the two though. Oh, I don't know his first name, but from Germany, Obst. He was a dead eye. He he was gnarly in the finals. I thought you were gonna take Daniel Thice. No, no way. All right. Tice ain't nice. <laughs> uh, okay, I've just got to pick a big man. And he has to be a big man. Yeah, because... you got to need a big. Um, I know who you should take, but he, he, he ain't going to see this one coming. I don't think so. Um, so who made it to the final? <laughs> it was Canada versus... Um... Well, there's USA. Oh, there was, there was USA. I'll take Walker Kessler. <laughs> what about Jaron Jackson? Oh, true. But he's just but Nah, he's 6'10". I'm going to take... I could not go past my boy. The Filipino feed him, Kai Soto. Right. You knew, knew it was coming. I thought you were going <laughs> to pick Jordan Clarkson, actually. Honestly, he was he was also there, but I was like... Obst in the, in the, in the finals was just ridiculous. Man of the match. Right. MVP. Honestly, my lineup kind of sucks. Bruno Cabarclo, what a bad pick. <laughs> oh, well, no, I was thinking... Um, how was your like overall perspective about um, Australia in the World Cup? In the World Cup, I think incredibly failed campaign. It was terrible. I think Brian Gorgian, the head coach, definitely needs to go. Shocking campaign from him. I think they didn't use Paddy Mills well at all. Um, Josh Giddy really proved that his shooting, lack of shooting ability, really hindered the Australian team because the spacing was just crazy. Because uh, Giddy, um, Paddy was the only guy that could really shoot. Um, they want to bring in Ben Simmons for the Olympics. First of all, that's never going to happen. Uh, and second of all, it's just going to ruin the spacing even more. So get rid of Gorgian. Bring in okay. Trevor Gleeson. Apparently he's going in, but yeah, he's okay. not bad. But overall, big time failed campaign. I'd say it's on the same level as France's collapse. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, did Ingles come off the bench? He did, didn't he? Ingles came off the bench. I think he was... Everyone was saying him and Paddy getting too old, we don't need him, all that kind of thing. But honestly, if it wasn't for Joe Ingles coming off the bench, I think our, our offense would have been a lot worse. Yeah. He made the spacing a little bit better, controlled the pace. That was nice. I liked how he came off. And he really looked like, even though he's old, coming off the ACL, I believe, still still looked good. Uh, who was our center? I forgot his name. Uh, Xavier Cooks or Duop Reith? Reith. How, how was his performance? Did you like his performance? Duop Reith, he's just signed with the NBA, okay. I think Houston, so you know he's done well, solidifying himself off the court. But honestly, Giddy played him into the offense. Giddy makes centers look really good. 
Um, I think he was okay, but honestly, Xavier Cooks was a better centre in the, the second half of the games, for sure. We've got quite small centres. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, 6'9", six, 6'8"? Six, you, bro, you, you're a height supremacist. <laughs> he is a height supremacist. Well, I'm Hating that, on Jaron Jackson before. I'm not <laughs> I'm not that tall, so I need to feel good somehow. So, um, hey, 6'5 when he stands on his money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. But, <laughs> but um, okay, uh, well, we'll go through a breakdown. Giddy, how did he... He, he lacked defensively. Giddy was terribly defensively. I, I think I should throw this in there. I always have to. Ex-teammate of mine, me and Giddy. Really? We go back, under 12s, under 14s, <laughs> domestic days. We were our teammates, played each other at training. Was he that good at juniors? He was okay, but he was always better than the average player. So but did he... Was he the same height? Uh, he was slightly taller. He wasn't, like, ginormous or anything like that. I think he grew late. Um, but overall, defensively, was really bad. But I think offensively, his lack of shooting, like they were just playing off him five metres off him and he couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. And I think that really killed the Boomers' spacing and therefore we couldn't get looks in our offence and stuff like that. Uh, I'm an OKC fan. <laughs> oh, so yeah. he needs to get better, by yes. the way. Uh, but I think, like, we've got a lot of shooting around him, but with the Australian team, like, we had Mills, we had Ingles, we had... But we just, we didn't sort of have that firepower. Yeah, well, I guess your next best shooters like Josh Green and yeah. Matisse Thibel and look, those guys are shooting like 33% in the NBA, which is not that elite for like your second or third best shooter after Paddy. Paddy didn't get enough open looks, I thought, because um, he was getting like double team blitzed off the screens. Yeah. They just weren't setting for him and was trying to get like an ISO play and... To be honest with you, I, that was not the game plan. Um, like you said, Giddy definitely needs to improve his shooting. Mm. He gets away with it because of Shea. Shea can yeah. just carry that yeah. load. And, you know, Giddy runs away and he gets out in transition. And if he's not there, he just goes and sits in the corner. So, yeah. But yeah. also, we've got, like, um, Chet Holmgren. Jalen Williams, oh, uh, Williams also can shoot. Yeah. So that's another avenue of like spacing for him for sure with the australian team we didn't really have that it was more of a pick and roll sort of sort of style yes um yeah i guess yeah giddy how do you think giddy and chet's gonna go i think it will work pick, mm. and, pick and pop pick yep. and roll there's lots of different options like you know get to the basket for giddy yeah what do I, like. You think? I like i saw a video of chet working out yesterday man he's still as skinny as ever yeah. And he's got to shave that beard. It looks <laughs> it looks terrible. Looks shocking. But I think the OKC within the next three years will be making like a conference finals push. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you're going to be a good roster. Shea, I didn't really like him until before the World Cup. But since Shea was just, he really proved that he can play at his own pace and really lead an offense and even a country, even for that means. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got, I think, two, uh, three first round picks plus Shea for Paul George. Yeah. In 2018 or something. Ooh. So, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, who do you go for? I'm a Lakers fan and, you know, people okay. say bandwagon and whatnot, but since 08, 09 Kobe days, okay. I'm a big Kobe fan from back in the day. That sort of got me into basketball. So, yeah. do I like the current Lakers squad? No. Um, I don't like LeBron because I paid a hefty amount of money to go see him play and he didn't play. Oh, really? Did yep. you go to the States? I did. I've been been a handful of times. Made a couple of vlogs on those and that. But uh, when I saw Lakers-Knicks, that turned out to be one of the worst games of basketball. Oh, but really? It was bad because you know when it's bad when Lonzo Ball hits six threes and that's the that's the game player of the night. <laughs> so what was that? Uh, 2017? 2018? Ooh, 
I think 2019, yeah. Okay, so that would have been the year that he got traded to the Pelicans, maybe. Yes, I actually think maybe it was either that season or the year before. It was when he was at the Lakers still. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lonzo went off, which is cool. Met Demo, his manager, that night. That was so random. Oh, wait, was he in Ball of the, fa- uh, Ball yeah, of yes, the Family? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, that was that was really random, but you know we met him, and then um, since then we've had some cool NBA experiences than that. But yeah, right. Demo was the big beginning of that. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> uh, have you got any other stories? That, like- I got a yeah. Um, like I was pretty lucky. I managed to finesse my way into meeting the whole Dallas Mavericks team, except really? for Luca. Okay, so what Christian um, Wood? No, no, this was back in 2020 um, when Ryan Brockoff was playing for Dallas, you know, the Australian three-point shooter. No, I don't. Not familiar, no. okay. Oh, was that the year that Green got traded? Uh, no, no, it was a couple of years before that, I think. Okay, yeah. So um, I managed to, you know, BD my way through things. BD as a way of, you know, finessing a few things and met with Ryan Brockoff, met the whole team, Boban, oh. uh, Jalen Brunson, Courtney Lee, all of them. Um, which was kind of cool at the time. It was my first really mass NBA player experience and went to two NBA games in that 24 hours, drove from Dallas to Houston, and then in Houston did the same thing, um, which was cool. So I met all the players again, which was awesome. Uh, but Luca got injured. It's kind of been my luck. LeBron got injured. Luca got injured. That was pretty bad. But then I saw Harden when he was in prime Houston form with his step-back threes, which was just he was, Unbelievable. He was dropping like 60 points a night. He was going crazy. He dropped 35 that game, and Westbrook also had 30 because oh, he was okay. at the Rockets that time. Yep. And then about a week later, I was really lucky. I went and sat um, courtside at New Orleans versus um, Milwaukee. Ooh. Zion versus Giannis' first game ever to wow. playing against each other. Yeah. But was Zion... He was playing. Zion was playing. It was wow. one of his first healthy games. I was like, <laughs> finally we catch a break. Someone is healthy here. <laughs> And it was the it was a play. I don't know if you remember where Zion ripped the ball out of Giannis. Yeah, was, I was that the game? I was courtside on that baseline. Got my own footage of that. Yeah. It was awesome. So I was vlogging that. That was a really cool now, experience. Is it worth courtside tickets? I got a really good deal, um, like a lot less than everyone else. Um, so yes, it was worth it for me because I paid less than what I did to see LeBron. Um, so it was definitely worthwhile. You get free food, which like whatever. But you see the tunnel, and you like you can meet if you like put yourself in the right place. You can meet like literally every player. And I met out of you know the twenty players for Milwaukee and um, New Orleans combined. I would have met fifteen of those players. Met Zion. He shrugged me off. Oh really? Got beef with him since oh. then. <laughs> All on video too. You should start calling him out. And <laughs> oh, I have been. I have been for years. Zion's been ducking it. <laughs> Uh, but name off, name off some players like uh, name Brandon, off some... Brandon Ingram. Met Brandon Ingram. He was a really nice guy. Um, I was with um, you know with my dad, Papa BD. He even dapped up my dad, which was pretty cool. Um, oh God, I can't even think off the top of my head. I'll pull up the photos. Give me a second. Um, so we got Ingram. We got Jackson Hayes, Carl Corver, Wesley Matthews, Etwan Moore, Demo again. Um, and yeah, each met, one, each met one Paul Singus as well, then, which was Oi. pretty cool. Yeah, each one more's crazy, brother. <laughs> oh, more. Such a random player, just like populates out of nowhere. He's an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> cool stories. We've had a few. Um, oh, you met that, um, that YouTuber, 
Um, yeah, which the, one? The um, my team. YouTuber. Oh yeah, kills him away. He was yeah. a really nice guy. You know what? I watched him when I was like really young. Yeah, like, yeah. He was. He's a good guy. Um, I'd messaged him like two or three years ago, and I'd sort of started my content creation journey, and um. He he answered me. It took him a couple of days, but he answered me. And he sort of said he's not really looking to collaborate, and I was so totally get that. You know, different spaces. Yeah. Really, I don't really do the whole two K thing at this stage. Um, but you know, I met him, had a good chat with him, speaking about content. Um, was at the Boomers game, yeah. which was cool. Um, we had a good chat, and um, might be something along the way in the future. We'll see what happens. But he's you know, he's doing his own thing. He's like he just built himself up over just grinding, which I respect, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But um, I'd say probably one of the coolest coolest stories, completely gone left field. But um, Josh Giddy was in Melbourne about a month ago now, and he had an event. And I got a last minute ticket. I was not paying for that to see Josh Giddy. Not gonna lie, you just I hate Josh Giddy. <laughs> uh, bro, honestly, like I like Josh Giddy as a player, but in the Boomers, he was just a bit disappointing. But um, I went up to his manager, Daniel Maldova, who's the uh, agent, I should say, for Octagon Sports. You know, they got like Steph Curry, some of the biggest names in basketball yeah. game. And it was something crazy. I went up to him and I was like, yo, I'm from basketball down under. And he goes, I know you. I was like, damn, that is crazy. This guy knows me. I'm like, how do you, how do you know me? He goes, I was watching your live streams when um, NBL played NBA because that was some of my craziest like content going around back then and um he knew exactly what i was who i was and he goes to me oh yeah you were giving you were giving one of our players um oh i can't remember his name but the guy from phoenix he's kind of fat and i was calling oh, him uh lando jock lando no no not jock lando miles garrett or something something okay, like that right. um i think that could be the nfl player honestly but <laughs> um and he goes yeah you were calling our player fat and we were we were like crying that you're calling him fat and all this stuff and i'm like had to give the people what they want. It was, yeah, yeah but it's a, it's a harsh reality out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's transparency is key. Exactly. Mm. So, you know, gave it, so having a conversation, he knew exactly who I was, and I thought that was a pretty cool little experience. You know, this massive NBA agent knew exactly who I was, and yeah, it's cool. Are you into 2K? Or? I am into 2K. I haven't okay. played it really since I was bought every 2K from 2K9 to 2K22, mm. and I haven't bought the last two because um, just be busy other stuff I, th- I think once you get older you sort of realize that they're just re copy paste copy and paste copy and paste exactly but um but the trailers always look good because they <laughs> want to promote it <laughs> hey the trailers they make look crazy but they are not like that you just play the game it's the same as the year before yeah but honestly two games is fun back in the day some best memories you know playing with mates park and that sort of stuff it's fun what was your favorite 2k <sighs> I reckon 2K, 15, 16, or 17. 15 or 16, probably. All of those, look, copy and paste, yeah, same game. Yeah. But some awesome stuff, like playing park, going on some win streaks, a lot of losing streaks. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was that was good fun. Um, what's, you, what's your long-term goals? My long-term goals is, look, my, the long-term goal is to hit 10 million subs on, yeah. on YouTube and that. But you got to start somewhere, and, you know, the like, short long-term goal was hit 100K. And that's taken a lot longer, and I'm sort of constantly reinventing. I'm constantly researching and doing, seeing where I can take my content, how you can level it up, how you can reach a new fan base, how you can do all that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, the goal was to then hit 10K, and we hit 10K. Um, and then at the end of last year, we were at about 15K, and the goal was to hit 20K within the last month or something. And it was a pretty good time of year, but we didn't hit that 20K. Um, and I found I've got my most like subs from <coughs> live streaming. Okay. So live stream has been good because 
I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but people love like what I say, the transparency, and I guess the analysis on what I give. Yes. So I've been getting, getting a lot of that from uh, live streaming, and we're just shy of 20k right now. So uh, go to his account, uh, <laughs> go give him a go give him a follow. And, uh, yeah. That's too nice. You got to listen to what he's going on here. This podcast fire. He's driven three <laughs> hours to come get this video, and I'm gonna lie, I'm not even that big, so I respect the grind for that. That's huge. I was down here anyway, so <laughs> it was just convenience. So. Honestly, shout out to Zach, man, coming all the way here. Show his podcast some love. He's got a bright future ahead of him. It's a long game. It is a so long remember game. Remember that. It's not a mar- It's a marathon, not a sprint. And I, I reckon the biggest thing is there are sprints in it, but really everyone preaches consistently, but it's not just timing. It's consistently good content. So is it? So you think it's those two things, consistency and good content? I think consistency is an overrated concept. Because I think if you ask every creator going out there, they'll say, be consistent. Well, you can look at someone like me and I've been consistent at least weekly and stuff for like three years. And, you know, I'm not, I don't have 10 million subs. I haven't got 10 million followers just yet. Hopefully it's coming. You know, I've had some good views yeah. and stuff like that, but not like 10 million. I think it's producing consistently good content that capsulates the audience and interests your audience. You've got to give them a reason to hit that sub button, a reason to hit that follow button, a reason to them to watch and want to see more of you. Yeah, because you can't just go out to people and, and say, oh, follow my channel. No. They have to follow you. Exactly. You've got, to, you've got to get them to find you, and that's the hardest part because you can be producing good content, but if it's just not seen, it's not easy to be, to be found. But... It's all about finding a niche and pushing that niche until you get big enough that other niches can't ignore you. Yeah. And really just trying to penetrate that niche and going harder and harder at it. See, with, with me, for example, I don't really have a niche because yeah. I've got the Bigger Picture podcast. I sort of just vary at a range of different things and make content around that. Should yeah. I, like, go to a niche? So I would say... You can, you can look at this from two perspectives. You could go either each podcast attacks a different niche. Mm. But at the end of the day, you're, you've got to have like a target audience in mind. Do you want 15-year-old males watching you that like sport? Do you want 25-year-old females that like makeup? Like, do you like people that just like to be entertained? Like, what, what is your target audience? Have you, you like thought about that yet? Uh, it's a it, tough question. Yeah, it is very tough. But I, I think it would be like teenage boys. Yeah. So I think that if you look at that, if that's your audience, you've got to break it down into like a few different categories. And if it's teenage males, I'm guessing, are you into, you're pretty big into your sport. You said you went yeah. into footy. So you're going to have your niche of footy. You're going to have your niche of like self-improvement and self-help and making yourself a better human. Um, and then your third one of like stupid shit. Yeah. Right. Now, in my opinion, the stupid funny shit can just connect into the others and it's all about um using those two other audiences and those the beauty of those if self-health and sport is they can link with each other and you can drop gems throughout and like a podcast is a great thing because you can give people a reason to hit that follow button to hit that subscribe button if you tell them something educational more beneficial um so if you keep hitting that and that's your like goal it's you're gonna get there and it's not easy and at the moment if i was Oh, I've got a few gems and, like, I've given some people with bigger followings than me some, like, advice and it's really hit. And it's just simply because that little bit of luck can also help you. But the number one thing that I would say is screw the long-form content. Until you build a foundational base 
with your audience that they can actually start liking you, not just your content. Yeah. I do the I do the short form content, and that's where I really messed up. Okay. I can confidently say, like, when I give people advice, like the content when they come to me, I want to go, I want to start a new content creator, I want to start YouTube. I say, do not start YouTube, all right? I started YouTube like four and a half years ago. I started YouTube because I was, I used to watch um, all these like 2K YouTubers and think, I can do this and like yeah. get there and it'll be fine. So like flights. Uh, not a flight. I watched a lot of Jess Little Laser back in the day. Nice, I really nice. liked his content back in the day. And then he started like moving to like um, IRL content, like in real life. Yeah. And I thought, this is something that I could do, I could see myself doing, and heck, it becomes really profitable if you become good at it. You know, yeah. you, can get a, you can get a good um, uh, payday from it. Your first 20 videos are going to be crap. Yeah. Your first year of videos, you look back and you'll be like, the idea was there, but the editing is just not there. And as well as atten- you know, the trends change, and now videos have to be short and choppy and yeah. quick. You can't have any br- breaths. Like on every single one of my videos, I cut out every single one of my breaths yeah. and whatever. If I'm not speaking fast enough, like I'll get told sometimes you're speaking too fast. But if you look at the wider audience, everyone wants to hear the information quickly. And look, if they're really struggling, slow the video down. Yeah. <laughs> I know me, I watch videos in two times speed when, even when people are speaking fast. So. Get that going. But as I was saying is don't do that long-form content, but rather utilize short-form clips. And the number one thing is get that hook, that Mm. hook at the start. Say something completely outlandish like, I don't know, I'm not going to say that I was going to get cancelled if I said that. (laughs) Just say something about Josh Giddy. Yeah, Josh Giddy's a good one because he pulls views on TikTok as well. So, you know, like Josh Giddy will be out of his job next season. There you go. Something a little bit off the top of the head. Um, and you just put it with that emphasis and you really target that short form audience, especially with podcasts, you can get those clips. Yeah. And then, um, eventually once you got like, I've seen some people with some large followings on TikTok and because their content doesn't really convey their personality, they make a YouTube channel and it just dies. Yeah. But if you can convey your personality, what the value it's going to bring, um, they'll go and check out your YouTube from, uh, like short form contents. Well, I actually found you on... (laughs) YouTube. Okay. And then I went over to Insta. Did you really? Yeah, brother. A long form or a short uh, TikTok? Short, uh, short. Right on. Yeah. So Do you remember what video it was? Something about the fever. Wow, okay. So very good. Like, like uh, you've been getting about a couple of thousand views. A couple of thousand views. The... Then some are high, some are a bit low. Yeah. So it, it just depends. Some of them have blown, like one of them got 700k overnight, which was yeah. mad on um, Instagram Reels. And a couple of them really well on TikTok as well. Um, so that's been good. That's surprising because not really many people find you off YouTube and go to your other socials. Most people go from your other socials to your YouTube. Yeah. Because YouTube used to be easy to grow on, but for like five, six years, you haven't been able to grow on unless you're really lucky. Yeah. I just, I don't know why that I use YouTube reels, uh, or shorts, yeah, uh, yeah. YouTube shorts a lot. Uh, yeah. and then I... What I do, I sort of scout people to come on my podcast. For sure, you got to. I'm sort of like wired, like I'm not endlessly scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Wiring, and I'm like, all right, oh, this person would be good. This person would be good. For sure. And you were good. I appreciate (laughs) it, man. So, how have you gone about? This is a good story for to share with your audience as well. How do you go about finding your podcast guests? Because I know personally, trying to find those big guests is not an easy job. Like, what what have you done that's found your success to getting some people on? People that um, sponsor their posts yep. because they're already trying to get it out anyway. 
and I just look at like the region, um, just scroll and stuff and, and find people. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have like a, I don't have like a strategy yep. involved. Um, I just, you, I just, just DM them or are you yeah, go on just, e- e- emails as well? Yeah, just DM, honestly, because the thing is, is that people are most likely going to see their DM before email yeah. or a lot of Gen Z's anyway. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I still email a couple of people, uh, but what do you do? Me, it's it's not an easy game and it, each case is sort of different. Um you do Instagram DM, but Instagram just changed the system. We have to send an invite. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, like that. that, by the way. You can't spam people, man. Can't get into that girl's DMs if you want to. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, on your um, un- uh, down under account as well. Oh, yeah. Showing the, what, 9,000 Oh, no. Strictly business there. Strictly <laughs> business. <laughs> but ladies out there, I'm single. And if you're... If you're good looking, come say good day. You know what? There are a couple <laughs> of girls that are listening to the podcast, so maybe. Do you? Yep. So. Well, I hope they're over eighteen then. If- yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, brother. <laughs> yeah. No. I think Instagram DMs is good. Um, you can get the occasional email that really does pay off. Yeah. Um, some people check their emails, some don't. But you want a you want a big bomb for the FIBA World Cup? I messaged over a hundred players trying to get an interview with them. Yeah. Well, you, you did get an interview. And I got one. Shout out Felipe de Sanjos. What a legend. Met with him in Melbourne. Um, and we did an interview. We, we did an interview for about 20 minutes. And then um, uh, we spoke for about two hours. Afterwards. Yeah, he was wow. such a nice guy. Legend. I uh, was still still in contact, which is cool. But we went to the W Hotel, which is like a really fancy hotel in Melbourne. Yeah, right. And um, the whole Australian team was there, the whole South Sudan, whole Venezuelan and whole Brazilian team was there. So Was that for the, um, the pre-World Cup? Yeah, the yeah. warm-up games. The warm-up games. So I was in the lift with Marcelo Quatras, if you know who that is, played on the Lakers. No. And I was just in there. How tall is he? He's like 6'3", 6'4". He's not too big. But Felipe is 7'2", 7'3". So he's a big boy. You should have gone in the lift with him. No, no, I was in the lift with him. You would have died. Bro, it was scary stuff. (laughs) I got a photo with him. I look like his child. Yeah. (laughs) Well, did you get a picture with um, Bobby? Surely. With Boban Marjanovic? I did, back in Dallas. Bro, he's like freakishly big. I and like his hand is like the size of like your hand. I, I told him, bro, like I was like, your hands are massive. It pissed him off so much. Oh, really? Bobby got so mad. You just piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I hope not. That's not my goal, but you yeah, know, yeah. I'm a pretty honest guy and I, I speak my truths and I guess confident in myself to like go out there and say what I want to say. Problem is, like, he gets that all the time. Exactly. So, that's why he's angry. It's not direct. Exactly. No, no, no. He didn't get, like, angry. He just kind of, like, killed the conversation, which is not like it was started, to be honest. It was just like, yo, Bobby, what's up? And then got a photo, and that was about it. I think he tries to be a funny guy when... He like, knows he, the people. When he knows the people. Yeah, yeah. Nah. And then he's just a normal human when, yeah. <laughs> when he's with other people. Yes, exactly, exactly. But anyway, sure. we'll, we'll end it off. Thank you, brother. Anyway, bro, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Uh, well, I have to go on a trip back to Wangaratta now. <laughs> so. Head to the Wang. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time.